Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? Or Joey Awajan. <laughs> it is Monday, January the 28th, 2013. This is episode number 58 of Brave the Wild. Thank you once again for joining me. Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. So thank you again, obviously, for hopping on board the airwaves today, your iPod, your Android device, whatever it is. Thank you again. So yeah, the Wild come off to an okay start, and well, things start to kind of get a little bit one-dimensional, and here we are right now, believe it or not, in first place, but it's kind of a asterisk next to that. Wilder 2-2-1, two, two and one. <laughs> things started out for the season. Where do we head? Uh, right now, to me, it looks like a one-man show outside of uh, the occasional goal by Danny Heatley and such. But, hey, still a chance. Obviously, still very early. Still a good chance this team can get in stride, and I hope they can. Strong start early with some guys, and then everything kind of snowballing a bit the last couple of games here. So we're going to get into that very shortly. First, we are going to get to our very first call-in on Brave the Wild, believe it or not. It is by Sebastian Balls, who is the who has run the gamut. He's officially called in for all three of the shows. He's like a legend on Purple Mafia. He's called in twice for Timberwolves Explosion, and here we go, Brave the Wild. Purple Mafia is obviously my Viking show, Timberwolves Explosion, well, self-explanatory Minnesota Timberwolves show, and here's Brave the Wild. Also, though, I did mention today was January the 28th. This is, believe it or not, the five-year anniversary of my very first ever podcast, known as Paladino Live. So if you ever want to check it out on thesportstuff.com, you can always look into the archives, look up Paladino Live, and you can find it. Yeah, you can hear how, just how different I sounded back then, how much poor the audio was, how I just sounded different, was just not the same as I am today, I guess. Not quite as, hopefully, smooth. Hopefully I've gotten a little smoother since then. <laughs> Didn't really sound like it there, but yeah, five years. It's kind of cool that this, that this show, of all shows, showed up on the uh, five-year anniversary, so... Give me a little happy birthday, those of you out there, I guess. <laughs> Thesportstuff.com. Five years on that website. Unbelievable. And on iTunes, of course. So, yeah, with, to uh, I guess to celebrate that anniversary, the very first call-in for this show. Here he is, Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joey, Sebastian. Oh, man, the wild season finally getting underway. We're going to be facing Anaheim at home. That place is going to be bonkers. I would definitely love to go. I think I actually worked that night. Oh, man, I wish I could see that on TV. I'll be definitely being staying tuned to the score. I mean, like, since we've only got four games this year, it's going to be definitely a little bit more. You want to be there and be a part of all 48. Uh, like I said on my on the last show, predictions, doubles, kings. Uh, I think that... Devils would actually win that matchup. Yeah, I know they're missing Prize, but they got a lot of talent over there. And you know, it wasn't just Prize who brought him to the Stanley Cup, although he was a big contributor. But I believe they have the organization of young people too that will just step up in front of them. So, uh, yeah, it's wild. Let's hope we don't pull an Eagles like I said in the last show. We've got all the talent in the world, but let's hope it doesn't just go all the waste with injuries and. Poor play, you know. It's a short season. Got to make it work. So, thanks for letting me call in. I believe I'm the first ever call in on the parade for a while. Go wild. Bye. And I thank you for that call in, Sebastian Balls. Welcome to Brave the Wild. Thank you so very much. You are indeed the first caller. And don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. Don't stop interacting on that Facebook page. To get to the Facebook page briefly, it is. Uh, you simply go to the search bar on Facebook, type in Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show, and you'll find it right away, and then simply click like. would be appreciated. We need more of you on there. We certainly do. Uh, by the way, I should give out the phone line. It would be appreciated, huh? 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. There you go. Mention, mention, try to mention which show you're calling in for. Brave the Wild, or at least just say, I guess uh, maybe we'll get the hint that you're talking about the Wild. <laughs> That's how Dylan knew. Uh, so there you go. Thank you for that, Sebastian. Yeah, 48 games. Yeah, this is going to be a marathon, or not a marathon, it's going to be a sprint. Yeah, excuse me. Opposite, anti, 
terminology there. It's going to be a sprint to the finish here. 48 games, a lot like the 94-95 season uh, where the New Jersey Devils won the Stanley Cup over the <laughs> Detroit Red, Wing, Red Wings back in the day. Jacques Lemaire's one and only Stanley Cup as a coach, but his nine gajillionth overall as a player and coach and executive over the years with Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, him and Scotty Bowman and the boys about 35, 40 years ago. Yeah, boy, it's been a while, huh? So, yeah, it's going to be a sprint, though. Yep, we're going to hopefully get there. And you're talking about the Devils winning the Stanley Cup. Amazing thought there. Yeah, maybe they're off to a good start. You might be on a, you might be onto something there, Sebastian. They're playing very, very well, as are the San Jose Sharks, which I'm a little surprised with. Any team with Martin Havlat as one of its best players is kind of a joke to me. But then again, I guess Patrick Marlowe is pretty damn good. Chicago Blackhawks also off to a 6 and oh, that's right, 6-0 and start. St. Louis Blues off to a 5-1 and start, much to my chagrin and others. New Jersey's undefeated at 3-0-1. and You got Boston undefeated. Undefeated in regulation. They do have an overtime loss. New Jersey does, and Boston does as well at 4-0. and uh, Tampa has only one loss. They're leading the Southeast Division. Chicago is completely undefeated, though, and so is San Jose. Completely undefeated. No overtime losses for them, so... There you go. It's funny that the Wild are in first place, but they've only played five games. As, yeah, most of the division has only played four or five games as well, the whole division, Northwest Division. Hoping we can stay there. We've unfortunately officially lost three games in a row, including last night's overtime loss, which is the feature presentation of this show, I guess you could say. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, the Devils, huh? That's going to be very interesting. And I also... I also, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling you about you hope that we don't pull a Philadelphia Eagles because obviously Sebastian, a big football fan as well, as are many of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it looks like a one-man show so far, doesn't it, Sebastian? Right now it does. Now you might disagree with that statement and you all out there have a right to do that. I know Danny Healy's been playing fairly well, but a lot of the other guys haven't really been doing squat, honestly. And Parisi's playing like a stud right now. Just an absolute stud. Thank God we have him, man. Thank God in heaven we have him. You can probably guess who the first award winner is going to be. The Mike Madonna Award. But we'll get to that when we get to that. The uh, James Shepard Award. Probably won't surprise too many people either. The James Shepard Memorial. That's the worst. The first ever Mike Madonna Award. And the first ever James Shepard Memorial. The best and worst players since the previous show will be given later out. Later on, excuse me. So yeah, that was a great call-in, Sebastian. Don't stop calling. I'd like to hear maybe some, yeah, some you know thoughts of certain games or whatever, or certain players actually is even better than than certain games. But okay, you know whatever it is, whatever it is, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, yeah, I mentioned yeah, it's been a one-man show so far, and aside from the occasional Heatley goal, yeah, I mean it's just like what the hell, what the hell. Uh, he's already had multiple two-goal games. Zach Parisi, as I guess it is Zach Parisi, not Parise. It just keeps bouncing around. It's kind of weird, but that's how it goes. Uh, he had two goals. Uh, Parisi had two goals against St. Louis. He also had two goals against Detroit. He's just been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember Healy had two goals in the season opener, which is pretty crazy. He's, you know, Healy's been doing fairly well, also just not as good. Yeah, well, you get the idea. Let's get to the Facebook page. Uh, for the sake of hopefully I don't ramble too much. Michael Haas says, Great sight. Now I have some place to follow my favorite team from 5,000 miles away. I'm stationed in Bahrain. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Michael. Thank you very much. I hope you do enjoy it and welcome aboard. And Yeah. Keep keep listening. Hopefully you will listen to the show as well if you can. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, as long as you have a laptop with uh, over there with iTunes, you'd probably be able to listen, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're listening right now. Obviously, you're able to listen, but yeah. Mark Carlson, also a brave, though, our Purple Mafia legend, saying he missed the end of a game in uh, on January 19th. He was watching, but also babysitting. Dang. So, <laughs> just two interactions on the Facebook page this week. A little quiet, but it's just one of those things, you know. Hopefully, you guys can be a little more active. We'll just hope for the best there. <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? So, yeah, as mentioned, the, well, James Harden did have a strong start against the Dallas uh, Stars. 
at one point, but it ended painfully against Detroit. Yeah, it did. He, every time the Wild played Detroit, Josh Harding's in net, no matter what. It's just an ongoing fact. Uh, the power play did finally pick up in St. Louis, by the way, after going 1 of 31 uh, of their last 31 power plays there. They had two power play goals, both by Zach Parisi, of course. That's no surprise. Uh, yep. Uh, Jonas Brodeen also made his NHL debut this past week. Called up after, you know, finally recovering from injury. He has, uh, yeah, he debuted against the Detroit Red Wings. Played a significant amount of time against Detroit and against St. Louis. Two of my least favorite teams in all of the NHL, by the way, just to let you know. Uh, it looks, it does look good so far. It really does for him so far, but obviously just two games in. Um, can't complain too much, though, honestly. it's. Uh, I'm just glad that the Wild finally have, uh, <laughs> I'm just glad that the Wild do have a potential stable here of not only young forwards, but young defensemen as well. Matt, Matt Dumba, no, Dumba, I, I wish it was Dumba, it sounds kind of cool, but Matt Dumba, it's, yeah, he's also kind of around, kind of not, <laughs> they have his locker, but he hasn't played in an NHL game yet, I'm sure he's just kind of here for insurance at this point, and at the same time, it's just, yeah, you know, maybe he could, they can get his feet wet in a couple in like a game or two before they send him back to juniors, or yeah, send him back to juniors because he's just so raw and you don't want to burn the first year of his uh, rookie contract. So, yeah, I mean, obviously that makes a lot of sense. So, yes, when I did mention January 19th, that was the opener against the Colorado Avalanche, a 4-2 to victory for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Two goals by Danny Heatley. Very strong game by him in general. Jack Parisi, a strong showing. Also, the Wild winning that game. I mean, it was scary at first. Wild trailed for a while there, for about a period. One to nothing. It's like, man, is this team ever going to score? Then you have an onslaught in that second period. Danny Healy, Michael Granlin, and his Mikhail, Mikhail Granlin, scoring his first goal in his first game. Jared Spurgeon and Devin Setaguchi. That's the only time you're going to hear his name throughout this entire, uh, throughout all these game reviews, other than complaints. <laughs> Hint, hint. Yeah, he got his one assist for the whole year, pretty much, right there. On Michael Granlin's very first goal ever in his first game, Jared Spurgeon assisting there. You're not going to hear his name very much either. A lot of these defensemen not playing so hot. Uh, Danny Heatley getting two power play goals in the game. Parisi assisting on three goals in this game. No, two goals in this game overall. A strong game for Parisi. Strong start. Pierre-Marc Bouchard scoring in his first game back since his second major concussion of his career, unfortunately. That third line looking pretty good. Uh, Braziak, Cal Clutterbuck, and Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Well, they look good in that first game, but really, it's been one line, one man, whatever. I mean, that's kind of the theme of the show, the theme of the wild so far. Just the top line really has been has been showing up in a lot of these games on the offensive side of the puck. I mean, it's been a definite disappointment. Caparizzi, Koivu, and Danny Heatley, really, and that's about it. Uh, Granlin with an occasional assist here and there. I believe he's only got like <laughs> three points on the year. Uh, guys like Clutterbuck and Raziak, just I'm not going to say they're playing poorly, but they're certainly not generating much offense. But hey, a nice victory to start out the season. Everybody's like, see, this team's better. This team's legit. So then we head into the most boring game ever, yet a victory, thank God. The Wild win one to nothing in a back-to-back effort against the Dallas Stars. Yeah, that team, our true arch-rival, not the Vancouver Canucks, because there's just not enough history right now between. Uh, well, there was, but it just went away basically. <laughs> Zach Parisi, of course. If the Wild score one goal, it's Zach Parisi. Uh, Pierre Marc Bouchard and Danny Heatley. So an interesting pairing there. It's like the one and a half line, you could call it. <laughs> no, you know they're going to shuffle players once in a while. Uh, notable also, Zach Parisi on Dan Barrero mentioned this past week that he doesn't really like when coaches shuffle lines, that he's had much more success when you leave the whole thing alone. So i got to think that you're going to mostly see Parisi with Heatley and Koyu because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's working. Believe it or not, that line is working. I remember last year the second line was just phenomenal when you had guys like Braziak and such. It was uh, That was a line that was performing fairly well for a while until everybody got hurt and that was the end of the end of the end of the ride there. Uh, Josh Harding's first game since uh, you know having being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis gets a shout out. Didn't really face much uh, scoring, you know, good scoring opportunities by the Dallas Stars. 
So he was fortunate, yet at the same time he got the job done anyway. Tell the stars, not really many quality shots in this game. Putting up 24 shots overall against Josh Harding, but hey, you know, it just, again, it is what it is. And the Wild pull it out. In a very, very uh, boring game. <laughs> Extremely boring game. I mean, there wasn't really many scoring chances on either side. Uh, the star, <laughs> the Wild, excuse me, got 32 shots on goal overall in the game. <laughs> the Stars' young goalie over there did a fairly good job. Uh, Christopher Nilstorp, who unfortunately now is injured. <laughs> well, you gotta, yeah, he's on the injury reserve as of yesterday. So that's news to me. Their Swedish goalie there, Nilstorp. Unfortunately, out now, but he's off to a solid start to the season. For, to his career, excuse me. Undrafted free agent, for in that case, out of Sweden. But I guess he'll be back whenever. <laughs> it's going to be a while if he's on injured reserve, unfortunately for him. Um, yeah, this game was okay. Not the... <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's just one of those where you're glad to get a win, but really not much action overall throughout the entire game. There was, there wasn't even really, there wasn't even a single fight in the game either. Just a couple of two-minute penalties here and there, and that was about it. Woohoo! <laughs> Didn't really look like a grudge match between the Stars and the Wild, though. But that's because Steve Ott has moved on. So Steve Ott was kind of one of the main reasons I would think the Stars were the Minnesota Wild's arch rival. You got the Nashville Predators. Coming to town, a three-game homestand for the Minnesota Wild, closing on Tuesday, the 22nd, a 3-1 to defeat. You know, Ryan Suter playing against his former team for the first time, and it's like, meh, you know? Stars, or excuse me, the Stars, ouch, the Wild. They don't seem to match, they've never really seemed to play the Nashville Predators particularly well. Like, ever. <laughs> I remember we gave up a pretty crushing defeat against them last year. Uh, Heatley with his third goal of the year, and what a surprise, Danny, or uh, excuse me, Zach Parisi assisting on the goal. What a surprise that Zach Parisi was involved. Clayton Stoner with his one and only assist on the only wild goal during the course of the game. Nashville Predators tie it up later on in the first period. There was a bunch of grinded out second period. The third period, it just did not work out for the Wild. They had a few scoring chances, but really, they didn't generate all that much. You know, quality scoring chances. They got 30 shots on goal, but it just... You could just tell the Wild weren't going to win this one, unfortunately. It just was one of those games, Backstrom letting in a couple of goals there <laughs> in that third period, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, the third one, obviously, a uh, they pulled the goalie at that point, but Wild just could not generate enough offense at all. The Wild defenseman not getting the puck out of the zone particularly well either. This has just been the story for the Wild thus far this season. Ryan... <laughs> Suter off to a disappointing start, according to many people, uh, including myself. Disappointing start for Ryan Suter, and um, I, I, let's just say, I mean, mm, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too doom and gloom on this one. But Zach Parisi, as you'll hear, I mean, as you'd hear from multiple people on Twitter, by the way, at Brave the Wild is the Twitter for that. Please do give that a follow. Um, it was tweeted multiple times by the uh, by uh, Kevin Fulness. Worth every penny. And I had to retweet that both times in both of those goals last night by Parisi. Yeah, and he is worth every penny. Ryan Suter, um, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Al McGinnis, no. He, he's no Al McGinnis, man. I mean, the Al McGinnis of the world and such, he's not a guy at that level, and, or, I mean, I'm not even sure he's Larry Murphy, necessarily, though, I believe he's probably got a better defensive presence than Larry Murphy, because, obviously, that guy was an offensive juggernaut, 60-point seasons from the defenseman position, and also, so that was kind of, the offense in the NHL was pretty high, but then again, Larry Murphy always had high numbers, even when the NHL really got into grinded-out mode in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, when basically nobody was scoring, and it was just like a defensive, overly physical, overly defensive game that had to get opened up a bit in the uh, after the 2005 lockout. Some rule changes and such. Too much clutching and grabbing back in those days. But, uh, 
I really hope Ryan Suter ends up working out. Uh, I'm not calling him a bust at all. He does have three assists so far this year, and that's kind of what he is. He's not a goal scorer, really. He's never actually had double-digit goals in his career, but he, and he's had like 40 assists a few times. Or not 40 assists. He's actually never had 40 assists. He's had 39, 38, and such. But, you know... <laughs> You know, he's only he only he's only gotten 40, 40 points twice in his career. Forty five back in oh nine oh oh eight season, oh eight, oh nine, and forty six last year, an official career high during a contract year. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean I do kinda wonder about that. Was Shea Weber the better guy? You know, I've always kinda wondered that. I mean Shea Weber obviously is great. There's no doubt about that. And uh yeah, you weren't gonna get both, obviously, and Suter was much more likely to be the one to come here, being he's from Madison, Wisconsin. He's, you know, there's a lot more reason for him to want to come here than Shea Weber. Uh, Zach Parisi, obviously, being friends with him as well, despite the fact they never played together. Uh, he's had he he is a great shot blocker. Is Ryan Suter? He does protect the net fairly well, but off to a bad start on the defensive side and not generating offense either. So it's just, uh, he's just not, let's just say he's not off to a good start with the fan base right now. And uh, I don't blame people for raising questions, wondering a little bit. I hope it works out. I really do. (laughs) Suffice to say. I'm not preaching doom and gloom. For all we know, Ryan Suter might be the next Norris Trophy winner. No, I I don't think so. But maybe. (laughs) We hope, right? So we head to Friday the 25th. Minnesota losing... 3-5, 5-3, Three to five, five to three. Excuse me. I guess the Detroit Red Wings, and of course, of all people, Todd Frickin' Bertuzzi getting two goals in the game. That could not have felt good. And the fans actually were booing <laughs> Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. That's pretty crazy. Detroit Red Wings fans actually were booing Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi because well, they wanted to sign them. They wanted to sign them, and they didn't get either one. But it's like, you know what? Tough, tough crap, Detroit. You know, you guys get everybody. So, I don't, I'm not feeling sorry for them at all. Go ahead and boo them all you want. Go ahead and boo them, boo them all you want, guys. Because you got Marion Hosea, you got all these other guys over the course of time the Wild were trying to sign. And they just swooped in and took them away from us. So, I don't know what they're, I really don't know what they're so upset about. Take your Stanley Cups and shove them, Detroit fans. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, you've only won four the last 15 years. You know, that's a lot more than anybody else. Wank. You know? <laughs> but yeah, and a 5-3 to three win for Detroit. This was just uh, uh, another game where the Wild tried to pull a goalie, and it's just a typical situation where they get an open netter late in the game. A 5-3 to three loss for the Wild. Actually, no, this didn't happen in this game. That was the previous game. Excuse me. Uh, but to see Bertuzzi score two goals was disgusting. Watched him go up 5-2 to two at one point. Again, disgusting. Parisi did get two goals in the game, as I mentioned before. The one-man show came out. Came out to play. Michael Granlin with his second assist. Jonas Brodeen assisting in his very first game with Michael Granlin. So it's very cool to see those two guys team up with Tom Gilbert on a nice shot. I was able to put that one away. Uh, Tom Gilbert, so far the best defenseman on the roster for the Minnesota Wild. So far. Ryan Suter, I'm sure, is going to emerge and be that guy. But, unfortunately, off to a slow start. And fans are concerned, and I can understand why they would be. Detroit just looked like the better team still. And, unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to go. A lot of people expecting Detroit to drop off this year. Uh, I don't know. I I say not so fast, because all those guys are still there. There's Zetterberg, Dotsuk, and, unfortunately, Bertuzzi getting his first two goals of the season conveniently against us. He was a huge reason why the Minnesota Wild and Vancouver Canucks were considered arch-rivals back about 10 years ago, circa 2002-2003 and such, during that awesome, awesome playoff run the Wild were able to go on that year. Uh, Gilbert also assisting on Zach Parise's late goal that uh, you know gave, gave us a little tiny bit of hope, putting us within two points with about uh, nine minutes, nine and a half minutes to go in the game. But Josh Harding just flat got beat during this game, big time. Only faced 27 shots and stopped 22 of them. Very, very frustrating start for him. But it was cool to see Jonas Brodeen go out there and perform pretty well, getting 26 shifts in about 19 minutes in his very first game. Very cool to see that. 
<laughs> Suter did get an assist in the game. That was his third point, I believe. No. That was his first point of the year, actually, believe it or not. So it's just a wait and see for him, unfortunately. Devin Setaguchi doing a whole lot of nothing, as usual, during the course of this game and others as we continue to bounce around. Wild just could not get it done over the course of these games. Now we head to the final game. We're going to talk about it a bit here. The game, the feature game last night, the 27th of January, Sunday the 27th of January, an overtime loss. The Wild do get a point thanks to a fairly late goal that was very high in the air, <laughs> but luckily not considered a high stick. Close call, but not considered a high stick. Danny Healy with his fourth goal of the year to tie the thing up. The Wild looked really good in that second period. It was kind of a frustrating, extremely boring, grind out, no offense type of game in that first period. Wade Redden, who is a new addition to the St. Louis Blues fairly recently, former Ottawa Senator, getting their first goal of the game for the Blues, of course. A lot of people think they're like the top team in the league, but I'll believe it when I see it. The Blues still have not won a cup, have not even been to the Stanley Cup Finals yet. So, again, I'll believe it when I see it. We'll get there when we get there, huh? (laughs) Uh, Parisi getting two goals, though put the Wild ahead. That was very exciting in that second period. Then Koivu finishing in his first goal of the year. Tom Gilbert again assisting. 30 assists already on the year and one goal. So four points for Gilbert in five games. That's a good encouraging sign to see him performing as well as he has. And again, the top defenseman right now on this team because Suter's not off to a strong start. As I've mentioned at nauseum already. Three points by Parisi last night. Outstanding game. But the floodgates open in that third period. Three dumb penalties very early on. The uh, <laughs> St. Louis Blues did not get goals in those, believe it or not. But luckily, <laughs> or but unfortunately, excuse me, they were able to capitalize on goals very, very close to each other. A very strong slap shot by Jackman, Barrett Jackman. Uh, Chris Stewart also finishing on a goal. That was, uh, you know, an unfortunate situation there where they drew... Baxter over to the right just wasn't ready for the, <laughs> for the pass that, that ended up finishing a shot way left I mean Backstrom just flat beat there I think he just went too far to the right couldn't change his couldn't change direction quick enough got beat by Stewart there some good passing by the St. Louis Blues and Barrett Jackman with that slap shot just went right past Backstrom that drew that drew me just shaking my head I mean Minnesota Wild leading 3-1 to one at one point after Koivu's goal there. Three consecutive goals by the Wild. Parisi, 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 or excuse me, two Parisi goals in Koivu. And then to see Jackman bury that slap shot in there. It's like, my God, you know, what the hell happened to this team? <laughs> Look like we're going to have a nice strong win despite a few mistakes along the way. And poor play by Ryan Suter. Got beat pretty bad on, on those goals. Um, and on the final goal as well at Vladimir Sabaka goal in the overtime uh, frustrating game for the Wild very frustrating game, too many mistakes and by a very good player in Ryan Suter as well all over the place and a guy like, again, Sataguchi absolutely invisible absolutely invisible uh, just not much going on by the Wild at all Overall, amazingly though, Setaguchi had eight hits during the game, so that's the one good thing. Surprising to me, actually. I got to think that's got to be. You know, I'm almost thinking like that's got to be some kind of mistake that it should actually go to Cal Clutterbuck instead. But <laughs> I, I don't even know what to think because I didn't really see much of Setaguchi hitting people, but I guess he did. <laughs> I guess he did. Uh, Batcham did not look good in the game, but neither did. Many of the skaters outside of Parisi overall throughout the game. It's just Parisi playing well, and that's it. Woohoo, right? And Quavu doing a little bit. Quavu doing his thing to an extent there. Oh, man, the Wild need to get things together. A must-win game in this short season. Like like Sebastian said, it's a short year. These games are very all, all more important than they normally would be. Not that they're not always important anyway, but... They have to defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. They absolutely have to beat the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. Blackhawks then face us the next night, Wednesday the 30th. 
Oh man, that is going to be a tough matchup. They're off to an undefeated start, as mentioned earlier. Six and frickin' O. Then the Anaheim Mighty Ducks visit, or excuse me, the Wild visit Anaheim. A late night game on Friday the 1st of February. Man, I can't believe it's almost February. But uh, that game, I, I don't know. I can't really pick the Wild to win any of these games except for Columbus. Like, I'm picking the Wild to defeat Columbus for little pre, for little predictions here. The Wild will defeat Columbus. They will lose to Chicago and Anaheim. And unfortunately, we'll be staring at a 3-4 and four record. Yeah, that sucks. But right now, that's my prediction at this point. I will hopefully record a show Saturday or Sunday, Saturday the 2nd or Sunday the 3rd. So look for that. If not, I guess maybe it'll be two weeks. So we'll see how things go, but I'll just do my predictions up to that point for now. Yeah, because I'm probably going to be able to record. I'm going to try. Oh, then again, it is Super Bowl Sunday, but I'll try to record possibly Saturday or maybe Monday night. We'll see how things go with that. So... Check one last thing. Yep. Um, yeah. I'll yeah, I'll try to record Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to try. That might be a good idea because Monday there's a game. So if not Monday, if I don't record by Saturday, I'll record Tuesday night. So uh, another prediction here real quick. Wild visit Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> we have not matched up at all with that team. I'm predicting another loss, guys. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Look at my doom and gloom start to the season. Um, I need to see more before I start picking, before I start getting brash and picking wins against teams that we matched up poorly against, historically. Suns, I must call them the Suns, that's bad. Coyotes are only 2-4 and four to start out the year, but, you know, <laughs> I like the way they're coached by Dave Tippett. You know, they're a pretty good hockey team, overall. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, they went to the conference finals last year, believe it or not. They defeated the, the National Predators. 4 to 0 just recently. So a 4 to 0 victory. So again, can't I can't pick the Wild to win in Phoenix. I can't. So I'm not going to. So that means 3 and 5 to start out the year. Yuck. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, yuck. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to take a quick break then we will get into what uh what I enjoyed the last week, two things that I liked, two things I disliked, the Mike Madonna award, the the James Shepard memorial, and then we will get to a little Houston Arrows checkup. And, uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to pass on the North Stars memory this week. Yeah, unfortunately, due to my schedule. So that's just one of those things. So we'll be right back, right after this. Back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 58, which is a reminder for all of you MP3 player listeners, iPods, for iTunes, of course. Double Twist is what you'd use for Android devices. Also, we're looking to get on Stitcher for Android as well, so that'll be terrific. Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, looking to make that possible, so we thank him for that always. So yes, here we are. We're going to get into what uh, two things... (laughs) things I liked and what I disliked since the last show. Yeah. Well, two things that were good. You simply put the play of Zach Parisi. He is absolutely (laughs) worth every penny. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. He has stepped up in a big way. He has not disappointed at all. Anybody that would call Zach Parisi a disappointment I think is nuts. (laughs) I mean, if he's made a mistake or two here and there, remember he is human. So it's one of those things. But Outside of that, I think Zach Parise is absolutely the face of this franchise. And it's pretty cool to finally be able to say we have a franchise player, a member of this team, and he has been a national face of the franchise for those uh, New Jersey Devils in the past. So, very, very cool. Very impressed with that thus far. Was impressed with the... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, generally, I'm happy to see... Some of the young guys coming up, that's something I'm happy with, and playing fairly well, like Jonas Brodeen in particular, encouraged 
I'm encouraged by Jonas Perdine, and I'm also encouraged by my, my, my Mikhail Granlund. I keep trying to call him Michael Granlund. It's Mikhail Granlund out of uh, Finland as well, like Koivu. But yeah, very encouraged by the by the play of those two young guys as well. So those are two things I liked. It, you know, it's something to look forward to, the development of these young players, to give us uh, big-time hope for the future in general for this team. So, hey, you know, and we still haven't even seen the guy, the other guys in Houston that we're going to talk about very shortly uh, a bit. Uh, two things that I did not like. Well, it's like, where do I begin? <laughs> two things that, I, that bugged me. Well, the play of Ryan Suter has not been a good thing at all. And uh, just the inconsistent play of a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys. The second line, you know, so Ryan Suter's play of late to start the season in particular. That's the first thing that I didn't like. The other thing is the fact that outside of the top line for the Minnesota Wild, nobody's really stepping up. Really nobody's stepping up. You're not really seeing much offensive uh, offense being generated out of these guys at all. At all. <laughs> I mean, should I name names or not? I mean, there's really no reason to name names. It's like you name the top three guys outside of my, um, Mikhail Granlund playing fairly well and making some, you know, rookie mistakes here and there. Outside of that, the fact that he's doing fairly well, you're not really seeing much of anything out there uh, that's un, under that top line. And that is quite unfortunate for this Minnesota Wild team. And I guess we'll throw in the third thing. I mean, a lot of the defensemen are, in general are not playing well either. Don't know what to think about it. Stoner is okay, but he's just... Well, I mean, I guess what what can you expect from a guy who's probably the sixth best defenseman on the team? Woohoo, you know? So it's just one of those things as well. And Spurgeon isn't doing all that great thus far. Justin Falk is like, whatever. I mean, well, I mean, he's hopefully going to get replaced by Dumba at some point, you know, long term. But, uh, yeah, that's just one of those things. Thank God for the Brodines and Dumbas. And, of course, Tom Gilbert. What a trade that's turning out to be. Trading for uh, Nick Schultz. That's hard to believe we were able to pull that off when you look at it. <laughs> you know, Gilbert obviously isn't perfect either, but he's been the best defenseman thus far. Plain and simple. Mike Madonna Award. And, uh, again, out there, listeners, if you don't like me using Mike Madonna for the name, let me know. Okay, I mean, if there's a huge thing, like, oh, my God, how can you use a guy that never played for the Wild? To me, I look at it as Minnesota hockey... NHL hockey. Minnesota NHL hockey, the most exciting guy that played for this team outside of the Dino Cicerellis or Neil Broughtons. If you really want to go back to Bill Goldsworthy, I mean, I guess, I guess, but that's kind of like really old. A lot of you remember Mike Madonna. Uh, hopefully you remember him as a North Star, not just a Dallas Star, because I like to think of him as a North Star on that wonderful playoff run many years ago. So that's why I named the award Mike Madonna. I may come. I may change it to something else, like Andrew Brunette or something. If you want to go with the Minnesota Wild or Wes Walls or somebody like that, or even Marion Gabrick. But I figured you guys would like Mike Madonna more than Marion Gabrick. I mean, Mike Madonna did not choose to move the Dell- the North Stars to Dallas. Marion Gabrick did choose to leave the Minnesota Wild for the New York Rangers. So I figured I don't think you want to hear about Marion Gabrick on this show as your top guy. Otherwise, maybe I'd change it to the Andrew Brunette Award, I guess, because he's like the yeah, to me, he's my favorite Minnesota Wild player ever. If you got other guys to mention, I guess, that's up to you. But not many other guys really stood out for this team over the course of time. I just figure having North Stars a flavor to this show as well. So here we go. Jay, uh, the Well, yeah, the Mike Madonna Award, the very first ever Mike Madonna Award going to the guy who used to wear number 9 for New Jersey. Wouldn't mind seeing him as number 9 here. <laughs> Maybe Mike Koivu change it back to 21, right? No, I'm kidding. That's mean. Koivu's established. But uh, yeah, Zach Parisi, without a doubt, the Mike Madonna Award winner. There, there's no doubt. He's the closest thing to Mike Madonna right now, too, on the Minnesota Wild. Very, very happy with the start of left wing, left wing Zach Parisi. Just all over the place, scoring goals, getting assists. Strong start for the franchise player of the Wild. James Shepard Memorial. Is there any doubt? Ah, there's. You could give it to a lot of guys. You could give it to Ryan Suter. You could give it to <laughs> Spurgeon. You could give it to uh, Nicholas Backstrom, who got just destroyed la- uh, last night. But no, I'm going to give it to Devin Setaguchi. <laughs> I'm not a fan at all. Uh, honest to God, the guy doesn't do anything at all. He does nothing. 
and uh, he's just off to another nothing start, and he's the first ever James Shepard Memorial Award winner because he's exactly like James Shepard. Highly touted, highly underproductive. <laughs> highly unproductive. Underproductive, unproductive, whatever it is. It is what it is, and he deserves that award in a big way. So we're going to wrap up with a little checkup on those Houston Arrows. Jason Zucker continuing to lead that team in scoring. 36 points in 39 games, 17 of them goals. Very strong start for Jason Zucker. Don't be surprised if he's on the Minnesota Wild roster very, very soon. Charlie Coyle also playing fairly strong as well. Not quite at Zucker's level yet, though. Zucker did play for the Wild last year for an extended period of time. Uh, Not a ton, but he played pretty well. Uh, Jonah... Excuse me, Jonah. Yeah, Johan Larson also playing okay, Charlie, uh, playing well. Charlie Coyle, uh, 24 points in 43 games. Really, nobody's playing spectacular other than Jason Zucker by, is the guy that's standing out the most, as was uh, Mike uh, Mikhail Granlund in the only 21 games he played. He got 21 points, dominant really for minor league standards there. Tyler Kuma, stay-at-home defensive, 8 points in 33 games thus far. Not setting the world on fire. Zach Phillips also, again, not setting the world on fire. A bit raw. Um, off to kind of a slow start, but it's his first year in the AHL, so we'll give him a break there. I'm just glad he's already a member of the uh, organization to a point that he could be with the Wild fairly soon. Is Zach Phillips. I he was one of the... Uh, he's the draft pick that we got from the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's part of that San Jose Sharks trade with Brent Burns. Devin Setaguchi, yuck. Charlie Coyle is the main guy, and then the other pick was Zach Phillips, center. Two goals, 11 assists in 39 games. Only 13 points. So he's probably on course for about a 30-point about a season. So, yeah, that's, you know, nothing spectacular for him from him thus far. But, again, his first year at the quote-unquote professional level. Nick Palermi, about what you'd expect about half as many points as games and, you know, 21 points in 38 games. Again, not setting the world on fire. Open for the best at some point, but then again, that's a guy I have virtually no expectations out in any way, <laughs> to be honest with you. Brian Connolly is kind of an intriguing little deal here out of Bloomington. Out of Bloomington. He's already about 26, yeah, he's 26 years old, but has 22 points, defenseman, He's a defenseman, of course. 22 points. So one of the leading scorers in only 33 games has 20 assists. So it's something. That's a possibility there. If our, if somebody like Justin Falk or Jared Spurgeon or God knows, you know, Clayton Stoner, some of those guys could be in danger. Maybe Brian Connolly. Uh, <laughs> unless he's one of those guys that flat does not translate to the NHL. He hasn't yet. Some guys just never do. So... But he's certainly outplaying a lot of people right now. He outplayed Marco Scandella in the time. Scandella, that's the guy who's a possibility right there. Big time. A guy who's not been playing well for the Wild at all this far. That, that's a guy who probably, ultimately should be the second, should have probably been the second choice for the James Shepard Award. Completely unproductive. And not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. Marco Scandella, a guy who at one point was touted as a top defenseman in the Minnesota Wild system. Right now, that is a joke, even thinking that. I mean, the guy is a complete slacker, you know, to be honest, thus far. Uh, he was very disappointing last year. I mean, I, a lot of us were so excited, like, oh my God, Marco bleeping Scandella, here we go. And, well, it's Marco bleeping Scandella, all right. He's he's really in trouble. Uh, Michael Russo going to getting going as far today, and you know Michael Russo, <laughs> he's a very interesting guy. But uh, on the Paul Allen show today, mentioned went as far as to say that Marco Scandella is underachieving to a point that the Wild should may look at trading him in the next fifteen games here, about ten fifteen games down the road here. This guy could be gone. It's gotten to that point. Like they could just say enough. It's time to move on, and well maybe Brian Connolly will get that shot. We'll just have to wait and see. And, uh, of course, you got Tyler Kuma, who was a first-round pick years ago. I, I, I already talked about him. Steven Kampner, uh, he's been, he's got as many points as Tyler Kuma in 11 less games. I like Steven Kampfer, as I mentioned before. We got him in that uh, Greg Zanin to Boston trade. So I did like that deal. Uh, 
a lot, actually. Greg Zanon for Camper, that could be a good one. I do like him. Uh, maybe he's the guy. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. The Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor Michigan native. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And if a guy, <laughs> well, the goalie situation, maybe we trade Nicholas Backstrom away or we re-sign him for a cheaper, more cap-friendly deal because obviously it's not very cap-friendly right now at about six and a half a year. Or Matt Hackett eventually is going to be on this Minnesota Wild roster. I got to think sooner rather than later. I mean, he's been, he's been a, you know, he's got all the potential in the world. Not up to the best start. He's not playing as well as he did last year thus far. But we'll just have to wait and see. There, he doesn't have a single shutout yet this year, and he's played almost as many games as he did last year already. Higher goals against average two. From 2.38 to 2.68, so save percentage also down a little bit as well. That's unfortunate, but but not much. <sighs> it's just a wait-and-see deal for him right now because you got two guys currently under contract with the Wild, especially uh, Josh Harding. Hmm. Started strong, did not do well against Detroit, so that's another thing to wait and see. Hopefully this Minnesota Wild team can play better than I'm expecting because I'm expecting them to go 1-3 and three this next week. Very, very tough schedule early on here, unfortunately. It started okay, but boy, oh boy, we got some uh, we got some tough times ahead, potentially. Pray for the best Minnesota Wild fans. <laughs> let's just hope, let's just start off with a win against Columbus and go from there. That's about all there is left to say. <laughs> Remember to check out thesportstuff.com. I would appreciate that oh so very much. Yes, sir. The other shows on there, the crossover podcast, New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, that's for basketball show. Of course, Timberwolves Explosion is a show I do. Purple Mafia is another show that I do. Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Vikings there. All on thesportstuff.com, iTunes and Double Twist and soon to be Stitcher, which is also an Android despite the, fa- despite the fact that Double Twist is Android. Perhaps Stitcher is better. Yes. Well, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> if and when we do get on there, which I'm sure we will fairly soon. Sorry for rambling there. Remember the call in line? 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 There you go. You can be like Sebastian. Sebastian, don't be afraid to keep calling in and new guys out there. Maybe Chris Porter, who's been a listener forever, give us a call sometime. Who knows? Some of you new guys out there as well. Guys and gals. I know you're out there. Give me a call. Would be terrific. Uh, briefly, I should make a quick pick for a Stanley Cup champion. Because I did not do a, a a NHL preview this year, and I apologize for that. Because I normally do one. I just didn't have the time, guys, and I'm really sorry. That's why I, I didn't even do a North Stars memory today. But as of right now, if I'm a betting man to pick a Stanley Cup champion this season, I can't give it to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess uh, right now, I have to go, I mean, I can't pick San Jose because they never win, ever. They're, you know, you want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, they, they're never going to win anything. Can't pick St. Louis because they've never won anything, and I don't know, I can't I feel the same way about Vancouver right now. It could be Detroit or Pittsburgh. Those are the two teams I'm looking at right now uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to go with Detroit and Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup Finals. Tampa Bay against Pittsburgh in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Detroit Red Wings will face off against the Chicago Blackhawks in the Western Conference Finals. I'd like to say the Minnesota Wild, but I can't yet. And maybe I'll be able to at some point. Maybe maybe it'll just flat happen. Um, so you got Chicago against Detroit in the West. Pittsburgh against Tampa in the East. I have the Pittsburgh Penguins not only going to the Stanley Cup Finals, but winning it. Yeah, Pittsburgh Penguins are finally healthy. Again, believe it or not, they are ready to rock and roll. I have the Pittsburgh Penguins winning their second Stanley Cup with the the uh, the uh, Sidney Crosby and Malkin duo. So there you go. Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins as of right now. Uh, I'll try, yeah, I mean, I'm also going to throw in a flop and a uh, surprise team in each conference. Let's do that really quickly. That's like, you know, I could do a very brief NHL preview that way, and it's like, why not? Um, surprise team in the Western Conference, Edmonton Oilers. Like I tried to do last year because of all that talent. They have to be good at some point. I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers fighting for a playoff spot this year. So there's your surprise team in the West. Surprise team out East, 
Gonna go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning, who did not make the playoffs last year, so they'll be a quote-unquote surprise team by having a significantly better record and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Flop team in the West, going to go with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, with all that talent and all that stuff, there's too much trouble at goalie. I don't think that team is going to be as good as they have been in the past. So Vancouver Canucks flop. Edmonton Oilers are surprised. Tampa Bay surprised in the in the e, in the Eastern Conference. The flop team is going to be, I think, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, who came off to a strong, who have had a long, strong uh, run the past few years. I think they're going to disappoint this year. Just have that gut feeling. So there it is, Philadelphia, the flop team in the East. So there you go, a very brief. <laughs> NHL preview, so I did throw that in there. Hope you're still listening out there, guys. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> and I did give you all the contact details. Well, actually, no, I didn't. I just said that we're on iTunes and stuff. So also, Facebook, simply go to the search bar again, type in Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show, and give that a like. Go to at Brave the Wild on Twitter, give that a follow. And also, those of you out there that like the show, don't be afraid to rate it on iTunes. Give it a nice, solid rating. Tell us what you like, maybe what you'd like to see improved. Also, be so kind, if you would be so kind as to tell a friend about Brave the Wild. Recommend Brave the Wild to your friends if you like it. That'd be terrific. So there you go. Brief NHL preview. I was able to get that in there. Believe it or not. <laughs> it's like, hey, it works, doesn't it? It works. Was able to throw that in there. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about, isn't it, folks? That's what it's all about. So, again, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you hopefully next week and at most two weeks from now. Do take care, everybody. (laughs) 